Do you keep getting calls at night from a guy who really wants to know what your favorite scary movie is? Do you stay up all night because you're scared of dream demons? Do all your friends keep getting murdered at summer camp? Sounds like you really need some scarapy. And you can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at ScarapyPod. So make sure you stab that like button. Totally silent on this one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another session of Scarapy. I'm your Scarapist, Dr. Trevor Brown. And joined with me, as always, is the evilest and most dead man I know, Zach Singer. It's almost 9 o'clock. Why am I awake? Stop making me do stuff. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this week we reviewed the 2013 reboot slash soft sequel uh evil dead i wouldn't call this a sequel at all no totally remake not reboot even reimagining not even it's the same story they didn't add anything to it they just well put it in a more modern story i would say so from the original you don't get a ton about the evil this one just gives it more of a presence so but i'd say it's the same story still i don't know i think there's a couple things um you fucking imdb it i did all right what's the plot (laughs) so yeah i guess um we'll kind of switch it up here since we're already talking about it well i'm gonna you read this new one and i'm gonna look up the old one okay the plot of the 2013 evil dead a rehabbing druggie and her friends go to a family cabin and find a mysterious book that unleashes an ancient demon. Tell me that's the same. It's exactly the same, plus drugs. Also not Ash's family's cabin. We don't know whose cabin that is. Yes, we do. Whose cabin was it in the old one? It's um the researcher girl's dad's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but and why they do break they go in. there? Yeah. They break into fuck. No, they, I mean, they went there with Destination in mind. Yeah. Look, same fucking movie. But I do like their reasoning to be there more than anybody else. Yes. Because the original was pretty washy. Yeah, hey, we're here to fuck, like you said. But this one, they have a real reason and to be remote. A, a more it. serious reason, too. Yeah. Like, dealing to kill with people. Some- Oh, oh, <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Nah, you can do drugs anywhere. I don't know why they had to go to the woods to that. I think in some cases, one is associated with the other. Murder drugs. Mm-hmm. The ketamine? Bath salts. Bath salts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let's get into the questions here. Um, Quest me, brother. So question one. Do you find the plot of this movie at all better than the original movie's lack of plot like do you think it adds enough to be worth it man that's super loaded because we kind of talked about this off there but this movie i really liked but it was missing really plot points to make it a full movie yeah it's once shit hit the fan it just kind of like all lined up in that way kind of no discerning like here's how they're getting here it's kind of just 
boom, 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 ending. Yeah, shit just kept happening. Like, what was happening looked good and was pretty cool for the most part. Mm -hmm. But the plot, keeping it together, just was dwindling. You could see it just transforming into Bruce Campbell's chin, which gives him life. Like, once they got to Act 2, I feel like they were like, it's time for the spooks, fuck the story. And they get into it pretty quick. Yeah. There's not a lot of build to this. They're like, you know this story, you fucking figure it out. Just like the other reboots we've reviewed so far. Yeah, very true. Man, very 2000-y theme they kept with on this one. This is 2013, 2013. so this is the most recent reboot we've watched. Mm -hmm. Wait. Reboot month! (laughs) Thank God this month is fucking over. We got, like, one more. (laughs) Uh, And the other question. Do you think this movie accomplished the goal of making Evil Dead scary? Uh, I personally feel like they more so achieved making it harder to watch. uh, Almost disgusting at times. Like a Saw movie at some points. Yeah, I guess it depends what kind of scary you're talking about. They definitely made it gorier and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say it's like a demon horror movie. There's not a lot of suspense in it. But the visuals and the cringe on some of them are fucking awful. Yeah. Like, hostile-esque. Yeah, and I will say at some points they did try to throw like zingers in there. Um, and I, I didn't feel like it worked like the original, um, but we'll get into that when they come up. Yeah, n- just to nip that in the bud. No, there was the comedy in this movie did not hit at all, and the actors and actresses in this couldn't pull that off, even a little. They're, they did not have the Bruce Campbell feel. <laughs> uh, so let's get into some info here. So... Evil Dead 2013 came out April 5th, 2013. Uh, it has a runtime of an hour and uh, 31 minutes. Uh, Zach, what is the rating? Gotta give it, like, what I think people would give it, probably like a 64. Pretty, pretty whatever. Wow. Would I hit it? 65. Wow. <laughs> that's just, the D minus sounds right. Or I guess that's a <laughs> flat D. Man, you hit that one pretty well. I actually enjoyed this movie for the most part. It's not that great, but it wasn't that good of a movie. And I could see where the cult cult following wanted to enjoy it for what was good, but there wasn't enough. This is definitely a movie that I feel would have been awesome to go see in the theater with a group of friends. Like, this probably would have killed. Oh, 100%. It, watching it at home gives you no good feel, but live reaction with a bunch of people around you was probably like, fuck, the cringe. Yeah, so budget for this movie was $17 million. Damn. Um, box office was $97.5 million. That's more than I thought. Was Wait, how much did they spend on his fucking car? Oh, well, we'll get into that a little more. Okay. Uh, once it starts. Oh, good. Because it is ru- one of the uh, running themes of the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was directed by Fede Alvarez, uh, who also directed Don't Breathe 1 and 2, and Girl in the Spider's Web. And the main girl in this was Don't Breathe, mm-hmm. I believe, right? 
Yeah, I think she was the main girl. Yeah. I don't know about the second one, but I know in the first one. The second one's a prequel, I doubt it. Oh, is it? Oh, I, I don't think I ever saw it, to be fair. Don't watch it. I'm good, yeah. <laughs> um, the cast is Bruce Campbell. What? <laughs> Jane Levy, Shiloh Fernandez, Elizabeth Blackmore, and Lou Taylor Pucci. Did any of them do anything besides Don't Breathe? Not that I... Well, I mean Bruce Campbell. <laughs> eh. Let's see. 2013 Campbell. Yeah, we still had Ash vs. the Evil Dead come out. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, not Spider-Man. Doctor Strange? Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Actually, haven't seen it yet. I know. Weird, right? I got really sick the week it was coming out, and I missed, like, three showings I was trying to get to, and then I saw it was coming on Disney Plus in, like, a month, so I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, fuck it. I'll watch The Strange Boy. Also, um, while we're on the topic of Marvel, I'm very upset we still haven't seen Morbius. I'm fucking pleased as hell. I can't neck myself <laughs> this month. I got shit to do. Dude, that movie looks like the unbanger. How do you unfuck something? Because that's what he makes me want to do. I. Let alone the cringe of Jared Leto and his behind the scenes garbage. Dude, I'll say it right now. I'll get a Morbius tattoo. Bet. <laughs> um, also, I guess let's just get the rest of our stuff out of the way real quick. Um, Friday, the day that this comes out, we're going to be at the Terror Trader event. The sales from the dark side. Um, come see us. <laughs> we'll be walking around giving out shit. Yeah, we will not be part of this event at all. This month. We will just be walking around, infringing on their event yep. as much as possible. Um, but I've, I'm in talks with them to get a booth next month. So Hot diggity nice. daffodil. Um, anyway, <laughs> now that we're, what, ten minutes in? I don't know. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into the movie. Oh, God. <laughs> So, we opened with the sound of mosquitoes buzzing before seeing a lady walking through the forest. She's pale and covered in blood, wearing, like, a, a white gown. Um, and then we see someone run past her in the trees before seeing someone in the distance holding something in their arms. Um, lady hides behind a tree nearby. We hear branches breaking all around her uh, before a man pops up next to her, throws a bag over her head, pulls her to the ground and starts suffocating her. Um, Give the old slapjack action. And then we see uh, the other guy there is holding a shotgun. Uh, Somebody's getting married. <laughs> um, he hits her in the head with the shotgun, then we cut to the girl tied to a pillar in the cellar of the cabin. Uh, <laughs> like the creepy touch basement that dad says you can't go into and the ladies are screaming uh, she's got a bag over her head and we hear an old lady say don't be afraid in Welsh uh, as we see some bloody tools on a workbench nearby as she hangs a dead cat on a hook First, two things one how do you know it was Welsh does it say it in the subtitles that's what the caption said Okay. <laughs> I was like, there's no way you recognize Welsh uh, two stop hurting fucking animals. Mm-hmm. There's two in this movie. Uh, there's more than two. Two that count. <laughs> um, so the old lady says, the book can only 
undo what evil the book has done. Then flips through some pages as the girl begs. Um, Please tell me you wrote what they flipped through in that book. So there's one that says, burn the bitch, uh, chop those motherfuckers. That's, yep. Um, <laughs> That's what I wanted to hit. And it is all written blood. It's just the best, though. <laughs> burn the bitch. And it's written over the text. So somebody's like, I'm either translating this poorly or I'm an asshole with a crayon. Um, so then we see another man walk towards her and pull the bag off her head um, to be revealed as the girl's father. I like the reveal. It starts pretty harsh. Like, there's not a lot of other context after the beginning of this movie other than the book. Yeah. And they go pretty, like, pretty fucked up story. Mm -hmm. So um, we see that there's six other freaky looking motherfuckers all standing behind him. Uh, all with, like, disfigurements of some sort. I love the lady they zoom in on, though. Because she's all jacked up. Uh-huh. And everyone's, like, kind of disfigured, but she is super noticeable. She looks like Weasel. Yes. Like, everything's just a little off. Also, she's a weasel. Um, and he says, these are all good people who want to help. Um, and with then, fire. <laughs> and then she asks, where's mom? To which he replies, Mom's dead, and you know that, because you killed her. I I really like this. Again, they just jump right into the spookies, and it's a pretty harsh start. Yeah, so we see him pour out a, a bottle of gasoline over his daughter's head, uh, as the lady tells him it's the only way to save her soul. Uh, the girl begs with her dad as he takes out a matchbox and lights a match. Uh, as he does, she goes from begging, saying, Daddy, please, I just want to go home, to um, lightly saying, I will rip your fucking soul out. Not um, even a tough combo. They're just, hey, I'll rip your fucking soul out. This is, this is what I do. Exactly just how you said it. Yeah, That's how she says it. No cadence. It's not even trying to be scary. It's like, this is a fact. And then as we follow the match being lit and throwing it onto the ground in front of her. We pan back up to her face, and we see that she now has the uh, Sith eyes from Star Wars. I love these eyes. I like it too. Um, it's just cheesy enough. Exactly. And uh, Sith eyes is the best way to put it. Like Darth Maul-esque. Very yellow eyes. Yeah. It looks so good. Uh, and then we get a weird like, auto-tune, echoey reverb demon voice. Um, to where she says, I'll rip your soul out, you pathetic fuck. Um, and unfortunately, it's not the Henrietta voice. It's not this. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah, they went really generic on it. Mm -hmm. They could have done a lot more with it. But Henrietta. I love Henrietta. My boy. <laughs> uh, father lights the match as this demon chick yells she's gonna kill him like he killed his whore uh, then the father blows her head off with a shotgun as her body burns up against this pillar fucking nailed it uh, and then we get a title card evil dead super good never really gets explained though really good opening scene I think it just sets up hey this shit happens yeah again I know you weren't as big a fan of this movie but there's up, there's very much a point where the movie falls apart and you already kind of mm -hmm. talked about it. But up until then, like, it hits pretty hard. It's got good build. 
good and then build. it plateaus at the top. Y yeah, by far. It, it hits a point and never gives you that satisfaction of anything other than, yeah, man, evil, mm -hmm. evil dead. I got the cabin. Um, drugs. <laughs> we now cut to a shot of a cherry red Jeep Cherokee. Ooh, <laughs> forget me not, baby. I yeah. forgot. Um, and for the second time ever, it is actually a red Jeep, and I'm very happy about it. It's the best. Um, Jason's mom's got it going on. <laughs> Driving down a road in the forest, Jeep pulls up to the infamous cabin, and getting out of it, we see David, who goes to greet his friend Olivia, who is already waiting in her car. Is this the same cabin? I, I know it looks very familiar the from the original. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, I wasn't sure... If that was the point, if this would be similar, I don't know why. I was kind of confused on it. It's a dumb point to be confused on, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's the same cabin. Hit me a little weird. Um, and then also getting out of the Jeep, we see uh, David's girlfriend. Whoa. Yeah, he got it. <laughs> David's girlfriend. There we go. David's girlfriend, Natalie, was introduced to Olivia as the heartbreaker from his car shop. Um, and then Olivia introduces herself as a nurse. Um, then we meet Eric, who's pissed that David is two hours late. Eric's a dick. Eric is a dick. Um, and then David he might says, be the worst character in the movie. No, all right. <laughs> I disagree. Uh, I think David is worse. I think he's the worst actor. Mm -hmm. Character, I would say. Eric sucks. Olivia. And we'll get to All why right. I think that. All right. Uh, so, David says, damn, being a high school teacher finally made you bitter, huh? <laughs> and Eric says, no, you did. Burn, uh, burn. And then whispers to David, she's waiting for you in the back. Uh, walks away, and then we see David smiling. Cool. <laughs> uh, then we see a girl named Mia sitting on a totally random and not important car out back. Never once. Uh, and it's like a car that is overgrown, been there for a while. Um, just drawing the cabin in like a sketchbook. Uh, David walks up to her and Mia says, damn, I'm surprised you showed up. Wait, we're not getting to this car. I mean, we're going to get to the car. All right. Let's make what, it sure. what car is it, Zach? It's your boy's car. <laughs> Sam Raimi's infamous. <laughs> it's the Spider-Mobile. I guess. No, it is the car from the original, right? It's well, it's Yeah, it's yeah. in every Sam Raimi movie. I feel like you didn't know that. It's I in didn't. No Way Home. Is it? Yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but I saw some like teaser. It's in the background shot somewhere. Huh. But that car is in every Sam Raimi movie, or at least every Sam Raimi Bruce Campbell movie. I love that. Yeah. I love That's directors that do that shit. It was so important to bring up. Oh, but I'm gonna sneeze. Great, love it. Hit it. Come on. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Don't blue nose me. David says, "Well, of course he showed up. He's our big brother. Why wouldn't he?" really crappy placement of we're family yeah just, i'm your big bro it's like watching that weird porn where they're like sis what huh don't worry about it <laughs> don't you mind your own fucking business open that text file 
Don't open my tax file. <laughs> uh, then we see a dog run up to Mia. And we see the dog's name is Grandpa. The best name in the movie. In any movie. Hey, I love Grandpa. it. Grandpa. I love it. Um, hey, Grandpa's deck has no weed cards. Uh, David surprises Mia with a necklace. On the necklace is a ring made from a buckthorn tree, which is supposed to make your will stronger. Um, then Mia makes Davis... Davis? Mia makes David promise that he's going to stay with her until the end of this. Miles Davis David. Did you... I don't know if you remember that one from the original, the necklace? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Straight out of the first one. That... Just looks a little different. Yeah. They... It's not a 25 cent necklace <laughs> they got out of a gumball machine. They spent $4 on it. Oh, damn, the premium gumball machine. That's right. God damn it. Got it out of a bath bomb. The, these ones are only a little stale. <laughs> they only got licked once before they got in the fucking gumball tube. <laughs> I don't know what you call that. Uh, then we get over to Mia and the group as she gives a speech saying this is an irrevocable promise of her commitment that fuck it drugs. <laughs> yeah then she pours out some powdery drugs into a well and says never doing that again it looks a lot like heroin probably yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, if it wasn't real <laughs> no it was real oh okay this was actually a documentary <laughs> the Blair dead project the Blair bitch project Blair, you Effie. stupid bitch. Ooh, Blair is a stupid bitch. But I feel like if any movie is going to be the Blair bitch project, that's got to be Freddy remake relate. Just Freddy in the woods. Just <laughs> Slender Man ended it up. Slender Man versus Jeff the Killer. God damn it. <laughs> that story bored the shit out of me. Yeah, so this bad. This guy just started stabbing trees, and the trees were like, oh man, I got this. <laughs> Uh, that I don't even know if that got uploaded. My God, I hope not. <laughs> it, it was chaotic and mostly about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah, like most of our early episodes. Um, a lot of still current. You just learned to cut it. Yeah, it's time to duel. It's anyway. time to Yu-Gi-Moto. Um, so <laughs> roll my dice. Eesh. I don't have time to dimension your dice, sir. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, now we see the group going to unlock the front door as David finds the door has actually been like busted open uh, and the lock is no longer attached. I really wish there was just a chin imprint on the door. Just <laughs> give me that. That's all I wanted. Um, they go in. David picks up a crowbar to make sure there's no one hiding there. Then Mia notices a strange smell as we get a shot from the cellar and hear flies buzzing. Uh, then they set out to clean the place up and make it livable. Uh, and they do a really good job. So then uh, Mia walks into a room uh, with old photos of the group and the family all over the wall. Uh, and a photo of David, Mia, and their mom in an old journal. Uh, then David walks in. Hmm? Just interventioning. Yeah, just the most like remember your family <laughs> do it for him you don't remember me you were my favorite <laughs> my little Nancy 
Ew. do it for Speedwagon. Uh, <laughs> do it for Johnny Depp. You don't understand that reference. Oh god. I'm Hit me. Please. Come on. Still waiting. <laughs> so close. I'm good. Lou knows me. Uh, then David walks in. Mia reminds him of a nursery rhyme their mom used to sing when they were little. Uh, baby little baby. It's time to say goodbye. Baby little baby. And then David says, hey, you don't need that kind of memory right now. <laughs> hey, stop being happy and or sad. We're doing drugs here. <laughs> so um, Mia brings up that in their mom's final days in the hospital, she thumb-timed. Thumb-timed. I'm slurring. Um, I've had half a glass of rum. I'm about to drink the rest of your rum if you don't hurry up. <laughs> so she sometimes thought that Mia was David, and Mia played along because David wasn't there. David says, well, he couldn't be there because he had just gotten a new job at, uh, in a different city. Um, and he couldn't come back till it was too late. And yeah. Mia leaves the room. Really shitty excuse. Totally unneeded for this movie entirely. Yeah, our mom's dying, but uh, someone's got to change these tires. That's right. <laughs> the discount tire promoted me to tire assistant. <laughs> I can touch the tires now. Yeah, I can put air in the tires, babe. I need to be there. That's a free service. <laughs> Do you even work here? Free 99. Free 99. Uh, we now see David working outside with a nail gun, fixing the front door. Makes sense. <laughs> As he and Olivia talk, uh, Olivia says, Look, we tried to rehab Mia last year, uh, and she did the same dramatic speech. She only lasted eight hours. Um, <laughs> Olivia says, we don't want to give her the chance to leave this time. And So uh, they nail gun her to her bed. Crazy. <laughs> the end of the movie, though. <laughs> uh, Olivia says, she's not going to survive another overdose. And then David's like, she overdosed? Yeah. She's doing heroin. <laughs> she's mixing heroin and bath salts. Heroin salt. Bath heroin? Black Owen. No, wait, that's just black and heroin. Mm. Tar salt. Black salt. I like it. Yeah. Um, black salts. Come to you to a bodega soon. Yeah, bodega. Sniff me, brother. Uh, so David says, uh, I didn't know she overdosed. And Eric says, Not only did she overdose, she legally died. EMTs had to fucking use a uh, defibrillator. To bring her back to life. I really hate how he hits. She legally died. This guy looks like an asshole and mm -hmm. talks. What's the best way to put this? He talks like he corrects you when you speak using the wrong T2, T-O or T-O-O. -O. It's like, dude, I'm speaking. How'd you even see that? <laughs> this guy loves to correct you there over yes. text. 100%. He, do, again, does it in person. You're using the wrong there, there. What? What? <laughs> Damn, I would have started doing that. That's hilarious. That actually is a, a really banger insult to somebody when they're talking to you. Uh, I appreciate what you're saying, but use the wrong there. What? I, I'm not writing. <laughs> Fuck off. Are you the caterpillar from... Uh, the Alice Hungry Caterpillar? From what? The Hungry Caterpillar. No. He does not speak and you can see his words. 
In fact, I don't think it speaks at all. I believe it is just a caterpillar whom is hungry. <laughs> and there's a book. You want to talk to me about where the wild things are next? Let's fuck that book too. Like I just broke his childhood. Okay. Did Willy Wonka come to you in your dreams? And you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Damn, hearing that echo. Oh really name really earning that singer name. Oh. So David says he, <laughs> No and <laughs> No anyway. Um <laughs> So David says, um, look, I came to help Mia, so if she wants to leave, I'm gonna let her leave. Um that's the opposite of helping. Yeah. If she wants to do drugs, I support it. I get it. Wish my brother supported my drug habits. Slenderman? He's not my brother. He's either my landlord or my tenant. Either way. Either money's way, exchanging ham. He doesn't pay me rent, and I don't pay him rent. Something's getting paid. There's a blood sacrifice real often. But it's just soup. Yeah. That Campbell's. The Campbell's Candles. Ooh. Wait. Bruce Campbell's Candles. Their chin smelled. Why isn't that a brand deal? That Why really isn't Bruce Campbell be. works with Campbell's? It should be Bruce Campbell's Candles served in a Campbell's soup can. That's money. And the candles are in the shape of his chin. Well, of course. They're also scented and flavored as the chin. Flavored? Lick a candle. It's just made out of smells. <laughs> Zach, no! <laughs> what do you mean? Doesn't matter. You ever made a candle? No! Well, you fucking figure it out then. Oh, man. You're here to talk to me about this movie. I'm so moving far, I'm on. So far, I've just tangent to the fuck out of you. <laughs> I'm We're... moving on. You keep trying! <laughs> okay. So, we cut to it raining at night, as we hear Mia yelling that she can't take the fucking smell anymore. Um, Olivia tries to calm her down, um, and then we see Olivia sedate Mia, as Mia tells them that there is something dead, and it smells horrible, and I don't know why none of you care. Hey, I like the write-off of the smell. It's like, yeah, you're detoxing, go fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I then B, I also like, hey, drug addict, take some drugs so you stop doing drugs. Yeah, some so Natalie. Methadone. Yeah, Natalie says, we don't smell anything. This is you going through withdrawals. You're oversensitive. Shit like that. Totally reasonable. Mm hmm. And then we see the dog, Grandpa, no. start to sniff and paw at the rug. Uh, David moves the rug, and we see a cellar door with a streak of blood leading to it. His reveal, pulling that carpet, is... Man, he is... magic-tricking the saw box. Mm -hmm. But, like, his dick's in it, so it's attached to him. And he's... Ta-da! It's just a handkerchief. But... And then they, they hit a really shitty... Is that blood? Oh, yeah. 
That's Eric again, right? Yeah. Fuck Eric, man. He's <laughs> the uh, worst. They open the door, and now they all smell the dead thing. Uh, they go down and look around. They see the pillar, and then Eric goes, it smells like burnt hair. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. <laughs> um, so they walk to a door at the end of the cellar and open it as the music uh, builds tension rising. Um, they enter the room and see it literally covered in dead cats hanging from hooks. Um, this is actually where they see the burnt pillar. Um, and they see a book which is wrapped in plastic and also wrapped in barbed wire. Looks pretty gnarly. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't realize that wasn't the cover for a second. And I was like, damn, that's fucking metal. <laughs> a straight Batman who laughed at this book. <laughs> Um, so they take the book back upstairs and they go, yeah, we'll take care of the cat soon. Um, take care of the cat. What are you going to do? Yeah. So they all... Dinner's on. Oh, no. Oh, my. Uh, so they all kind of stand around and they're like, what is this book? As Mia walks around, um, going back to her room saying, you guys shouldn't have fucking touched anything in there. Um, Agreed. The voodoo yeah. devils. We then get a shot of the book on the table next to a shotgun and some shells I'm going right back to a joke I wish I made voodoo loo do that voodoo, voodoo that you do do yeah no one gets that reference fuck them <laughs> that one's for me <laughs> and that girl I yelled at for an hour oh man that was a good game night she passed the fuck out well, don't try to argue with me I will make up points until I win. So good. Well, now that nobody knows what we're talking about. Hey, uh, fuck em. Let's cut over to the, to the kitchen, where Natalie is cutting some meat with one of those like electric carvers. Um, I hate because they pan to this, mm -hmm. and it just looks like flesh being cut, because this thing is raw, Yeah. and I don't get it. It's like roast beef. It's just the... They did it for visual, and oh, I don't yeah. like it. Um, and then we see Olivia walk in, and then we kind of pan to her perspective and see Mio walking around outside in the rain. Um, now we follow Mia outside, and she just walks in circles in the front yard. This girl's killing it with this detox vibe. Mm -hmm. She looks awful and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Got, like, her hair over her face and shit. Yeah. Just looks fucked up, and it really works. This girl kills it for, like, 90% of this movie. Yeah, I think she's the best character in the movie. Oh, by far. Um, And best actress, best character. Yeah. She's the one they... I feel like they started writing this around her, and everything else was like, well, we need this plot point, mm -hmm. add this guy. Fall into place. Yeah. Um, then we see Eric in his room... So we hear some whispering in the background as we see he's sitting staring at the book. Uh, he takes some pliers and snips through the barbed wire, then peels back the plastic to reveal the fleshy book itself. The Naturum de Monto. The Necronomicon. What? I had no idea. <laughs> uh, so of course this guy's like, I want to fucking read it. Mm -hmm. So he flips through the pages as we see the first page says hi, written in blood. Um, then another page says, leave this book alone. Another says, you're the devil's bitch now. Then we get a symbol that kind of looks like Sauron's eye. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and then a bunch of other occult shit as he flips a page and gets a paper cut, causing blood to fall onto the book. He then sees a page written in red that says, don't say it, don't write it, don't hear it. I'm, I'm really confused on who wrote in this book, like a child again. They're just like, hi, Sauron, I. <laughs> but more confused on why he's just like, I'm going to keep reading this book. I, I mean, I'd probably do that. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't believe in this. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. So he says... Uh, he reads out loud, don't say it, don't write it, don't hear it. They open the door to him. Uh, and I know when I look at a book that says don't read it, don't even think about it, I'm like, I read out loud. I'm a child. <laughs> and then um, on the same page, he puts a piece of paper and starts shading over it with a pencil uh, to bring out like the original writing on it. I don't know what it's called. I know it works, though, because I've done it. Yeah. Um, Somebody has tried to scratch something out. Yeah. And he's done the, like, the graphite paper to reveal what those under it. And he's... transfer paper, I guess. Yeah. He says the words. Yeah. Bunda, Estrada, oh. Montasi, Kanda. And Eric Estrada kind of got it. I fucking hate that he's just reading out while like a child. <laughs> It's so stupid. Again, I hate this character so much. <laughs> and all the while, we see the POV ghost make yeah, their triumphant comeback, flying through the woods towards the cabin, which we see Mia still pacing outside of. Kill it on the POV again. And they do this, I feel like, a lot less than the other ones. Unfortunately. But what they replace it with, I like most of, to be fair. Um it's a good take, but the flying through the woods, they just nail it again. Mm-hmm. Looks great, great visual. Looks great. So we get a momentary silent shot of POV goes flying towards Mia uh, before a flash of a demon chick that looks a lot like Mia um, before Mia falls over and vomits. Um, There's so much vomit in this movie. As, yeah. Uh, as she falls over and begs God for a break. Um, she stares out into the woods as we see a demon girl in the trees calling to her. Um, so she runs inside and starts grabbing her shit, uh, saying, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Olivia tries to get her stop. Then David comes out as Mia says, Look, I'll go through with this, but I can't do it here. Um, Eight hours. Uh, as Olivia and the rest of the group say, we've decided we're not going to take you back. Ever. Uh, you live here now. You need to stick this out. Mia looks at David and goes, hey, take me home. <laughs> and David's like, no. Um, Mia says, you're supposed to be here for me, not them. Then breaks the necklace um, and walks away as we see her grab something quickly off of a table and slam the door to her room. Uh, Eric goes to... Were you saying something? Said, dang. Dang, dang. Diggity, dang, dang. Bob, dang, dang, diggity. Baba Yaga? Yeah. That's what I was going for. There you go. <laughs> um, so Eric goes to follow her, but when he opens the door, he sees the window to her room is open. Um, he actually grabbed the car keys off the table. Um, we see her pill out. Peel yeah. out. Take the pills and <laughs> pill out. Yeah. Pill out me, brother. We see her peel out in Olivia's car as the group runs out behind her. 
Yeah, let's just leave car keys around the rehab girl. I mean, not unreasonable to have keys on a table. I don't put my keys on tables. I mean, put my I don't leave my chest. pocket. Put my hand on your chest, indeed. My goal is to never take anything out of my pockets. So I got the Apple Watch, mm -hmm. I got the touchless car, and I put the keypad on my house door. So I don't have to touch that shit. And you've got the, uh, the card that opens your Tesla, so when you touch it to the door, it opens. No, I have a truck, and it just Cyber has truck. to be near it. No. <laughs> I don't have your robot truck. Um, I don't think anybody does. Nope. So Mia speeds through the woods, yelling to herself before Demon Girl appears in the road, absolutely covered in blood. Mia swerves off the road to avoid her, um, and into a pond as we cut to black. Uh, we then cut back to Mia waking up um, with the front of the car submerged in the water. Um, the, she, the water looks crazy, to be fair. Like, yeah. Not good, but intense. So she looks around and tries to start the car, and when that doesn't work, she grabs her shit and gets out, and she's like chin deep in this water. Yeah, 100. Now, my problem with this... Where the fuck is this water? That, and also, instead of going backwards, where the back of the car is, she chooses to swim across this pond. Makes sense. Um, as we see POV ghosts zooming through trees, um, and then as she climbs out and kind of starts to crawl along the, the bank, um, we hear the group calling out to her, like, trying to find her in the woods. And she looks back, and the demon girl fucking stands out uh, from out of the muck. And I gotta be honest, jump scare got me. Yeah, it's a... Uh... I lost my train of thought thinking, are there <laughs> other jump scares? I'm sure there are. There's a couple. But, like, not good ones. Um, this one was solid. Yeah, so it's like, to describe it better... Mia, we get like a first person shot of her looking back, and it's like five seconds of nothing before Demon Girl just rises out of this this like murky, like mud. High above the mucky mud. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Mucky Muck and the Funky Bunch. But if... Wait. <laughs> I'm waiting. Oh, okay. If our buck is Cobra backwards, what's Muck backwards? <gasps> it's, it's, it's coming. Oh god, it's everywhere! <laughs> um, so, Mia sprints through the woods as we hear the demon calling out to her before Mia eventually falls into a, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a pile of dead branches, almost. It's like brush, I guess. Yeah, it's like brush, but only the sticks. There's no leaves. Um, I think that's a, like a pre-witch fire. You know, yeah, tie them to like the pole, you put them in the, mm -hmm. the branchy branches. Yeah, it's all the, the kindling wood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cuddle me kindle, brother. So she, she like runs through these trees before one wraps around her wrists, holding her in place. Um, we all know what happens here. Yes, sir. Sweet, sweet 
Awful, terrible, frightening homage. Yep. Fucking another branch trips her and grabs her by the ankle as one wraps around her neck. She's being suffocated by this tree right now. Um, she somehow gets her neck free um, as we hear the demon girl calling out to her once again. Um, then Creepy we see... call out, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the meows are pretty, pretty gruesome. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, this demon chick who looks like Mia, but fucked up. Um, she got them Sith eyes. And she stares at Mia as she vomits out a fucking Venom and Groot fan fiction symbiote. It's like the the symbiote with like twigs in it. Pretty sure that happened at one point, by the way. In, oh yeah, in of comics. course. Uh, uh, super slow. This isn't like projectile vomit. This is like she opens her mouth and this thing just like like flops out. Yeah. Uh, flopper noodles. And then it uh, kind of slinks through the trees. Um, before moving up Mia's leg and what's going to happen going inside of her as uh, she screams alright so there are two things I want to bring up and you are not going to like one of them I don't I already don't like this that's fine Uh, number one there's this scene I don't know if you caught it or maybe it just didn't look right to me when she's getting choked by the tree, she goes, ah, no, uh, no, she's really grabbing at this branch, looking yeah. like she's trying to grab it for some reason, and it's like, this branch is strangling you, why are you trying to grab this tree, so, and it's straight, spread arms, spread eagles are, mm-hmm. so I don't know why she's grabbing at this tree, it felt really weird, like, she missed her grab point, and they just kept going. Uh, part two. Let's talk penetration. No. Where's it going? What do you mean, where's it going? There's more than one hole down there, buddy. There was a lot. It could probably go into both. Inconclusive. Yeah, you're right. It is inconclusive. I want an answer. We. This is the strip monopoly. Can go I watch the unrated version. I did. Oh. Nothing happened. Oh. I think it was... Uh, step bro porn evil head. Oh. Is that the <laughs> Al Snow version? Damn. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so we're going to move on from that. Um, and then we, we cut to the group looking for her all around uh, before they find her kind of sitting hunched up against a tree and they bring her back inside. Um, and that's the end of Act 1. Thank you. Leroy Jenkins. He just uh, ran in. <laughs> uh, so Act Two opens with Olivia walking out of uh, her room, saying, "Look, Mia keeps talking about a woman in the woods and the forest attacking her, but she writes it off as withdrawal talk." Um, the rest of the group thinks they should go to a hospital, but Olivia says she is getting the exact same treatment she'd get at a hospital. Incorrect, ma'am. Incorrect. I don't think in the hospital they're like, go sit in this rickety rickets bed. You're a nurse. Like, all credit to nurses. Calm down. You are not the, like, one woman army you think you are. Um, I would say nurses probably do most of that work. But I will say on your side, 
not in a fucking cabin. And she doesn't have any equipment exactly. besides a box of what I assume at this point is only sedation needles, because that's all we've seen. I just assumed some type of dirty syringe. I brought one, that's enough, right? Oh god. If it's only going into the same person, it's fine. Well, you just put it in the same hole each time. Damn. That's precision. It is. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. No. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, but we can dream. So Olivia says, look, yeah, I, I pulled some thorns out of her, like, arm, but she probably ran into a thorn bush on purpose to get them to take her home. Mm. Um, We've got no... No indication of which hole based off a of thorn, so still inconclusive. I'll keep you updated as you go through the story. <laughs> Penetration watch. 2013? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> this is a weird to catch a predator update. No. Predator has been caught. He was fighting alien. Nice. No, I was I was, I was gonna breeze pun. past that. I really like that joke. That's good. You're the lowest common denominator. <laughs> if you were our rankings of our podcast listeners, you'd be Brian, the worst ranking. Good thing I haven't listened in three months. I tried to once. <laughs> Listening to my voice gives me a headache. It hurts my molars. Fuck this show. <laughs> you know what? We're done. We already went over this. If you leave, it gets weird. We have already said penetration three times. Where Four. do you want this to go? Four times now. All right, then. <laughs> Sounds like you're back is all I'm hearing. Uh, <laughs> I like that a lot. That was really good. Banger. <laughs> uh, so, David walks into Mia's room, and we see she's, like, curled up in a ball on her bed. Um, he sits down and goes, hey, you need to take a shower. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just giving my status updates on my bodily functions we'll take a shit later um, and she stares at him super like wide eyed she looks fucking crazy Spooksville USA uh, and she says look I'm begging you you, you, you need to get me out of here uh, she tells him there is something in the woods and I think it's in here with us now and David goes like in the room with us and Mia nods um this god you speak of is he with us now <laughs> uh, David gets up and just leaves as he goes you know this is all in your head and you're gonna thank us after this is over <laughs> and closes the door I actually really like that they're still yeah man withdrawals you're yeah. fucked up but she does not look stressed out anymore she looks fucking horrified and Mia looks over into the mirror in the corner of the room as there's a lightning flash, and we see Demon Mia flicking her tongue in the mirror. Demia? Demia. Demenia? Uh, that sounds like Delaware almost. Dementia. That's what I'm going to have if I keep listening to the show. <laughs> um, so, And we see Eric now is taking notes from the book, trying to figure out what it is. Uh, as he finds a page that shows tree branches holding a girl's arms and legs open. Uh, Olivia walked... I do want to say, I think for the rest of this movie, the Necronomicon is straight up a, a fucked up children's picture book. Because they just flash randomly to it of these fucked up scenes. It's also just the storyboard for the movie at this point. Because every Shit. time something happens, there is a 
corresponding picture in the book They're from really here on is. out. Burn the motherfucker. <laughs> Burn the motherfucker. Um, so Olivia walks in and just goes, hey, throw that fucking thing away um, and go help David clean up the cat room. Uh, but Eric says, um, I'm not going to help him. Yeah, fuck <laughs> he, that. he doesn't care about us and hasn't in years. So why should I care about him? Uh, clearly, Eric is mad that David left them like to to get this new job. Passive aggressive. Um, yeah, that might just be aggressive aggressive. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. Be, be, be aggressive. aggressive. Fucking rolled that twenty and knocked that boat out. <laughs> um, <laughs> the best we... video. Then <laughs> we go over to David as he goes to clean up the cat room takes the bodies outside in bags, throws them away. As we see a line of blood outside, um, David calls out to Grandpa. Grandpa. My grandpa's deck has no wee cards. Exodia! <laughs> that dog fucking fought Exodia and lost. So, so sad. David follows the trail into a hole where we see um, the dog, like, injured. Uh, I think it's dead. Like a bloody mess. Yeah, like it's um, beat to crap. Like David runs. Yeah, it's it. I, hate I don't it. like it. Yeah. Um, David runs to the tool shed above the hole and finds an opening where he pulls the dog out, only to see the dog is dead and covered in blood. Um, then he sees a bloody hammer in the shed nearby and has a momentary vision of Mia fucking beating the dog to death with the hammer. Uh, there's two things on that I want to hit. One. First, he's going like, what'd you get into? Yeah. Which was really weird, but almost just sadder, like, just trying to justify maybe he's alive. Yeah. He's sick. Uh, but the semi-redeeming, the visual they give of Mia just hammering is mm-hmm. only a top view, not top view, I it's guess like ground view. Would be from the perspective of the dog. Yeah, so you don't see anything getting hit. It's just Thank her. God. Yeah, I know. Don't fuck me up. Yeah, it's just hammering with blood and squelching as um, it's just it's just for a second too. Like it's not lingering or anything. No, but it's you, still like you get it. You know what happens, but um, they don't press it real hard. And there is like the shot of David in the tool shed just holding the dog. Yeah, and it it did make me sad. It's kind of make me sad talking about it. So we're gonna move on. Um, so David kind of bursts back into the cabin and goes to Mia's room, where Mia is now in her shower room, um, with the door locked, and she's in the shower fully clothed. Yeah, and um, it's like a big shower too. It's like it almost looks like a camp shower or something. Yeah. It's weird. Um, and she is clearly being all creepy and possessed, twisting her neck as we heard David calling out to her, kind of like cranking her head back and forth. They do this a um, lot with different characters. Yeah. as we go forward. It's pretty haunting. It's creepy. Um, and the, it is kind of a common trope in, like, demon movies where yeah. it's, like, the demon, like, cracks the neck and shit. Um, almost spastic controlled movements. Like, ro- robotic almost. Yeah, that's a good way um, to put it. And Mia turns the shower up, like, to the max heat as we see what I assume is, like, a in-room water heater. I don't really know what it is. It's like a the heater unit for the shower in the room burst into flames. Um, 
and then we see it gets so hot it steams up the the room in a matter of seconds Uh, and we hear mia's flesh straight up sizzling against the water as she falls down against the wall feels good um david busts down the door as we see mia's flesh on her face starting to burst open um into these like freddy krueger-esque burn marks i just hit the mic sorry banger (laughs) uh banger audio shit now your phone doesn't go off every eight minutes i got a muted i did get a phone call during act one and i was like thank god it's muted because i would have destroyed you (laughs) um so finish him they immediately pile her into the jeep and david speeds her out of there david and mia are in the jeep just flying as we see mia is foaming at the mouth uh yeah she's straight like dying at this point yeah in the cabin, Eric is flipping through the pages of the Necronomicon as he finds a page of a woman pouring a boiling pot onto herself. And she is, or he is, of course, reading everything out loud because he's still a fucking child. Uh, back in the car, they slam on the brakes as we see David get out and realize the way they came is now flooded and unpassable. He turns around and uh, the camera focuses on Mia in the car as we see her, like, with her head tilted up, but her eyes looking down, looking at David, and a slight smile on her face. Dude, again, Mia kills it, this actress. Creepy. This is the probably the best subtle scene that I've ever seen. There's that and a scene in Heroes that six seasons in, they prove that guy could act. Don't know his name. But he talks like uh, Sylvester Stallone. But here, man, this girl kills it. She really does. She really does. Um, and like there's a lot of scenes like this where it's like damn that's creepy as fuck but this scene in particular when I saw it I had to pause it for a second I can't even lie I was like ooh I don't like that it's super ominous and it's not over the it's obviously not over the top it's very subtle mm-hmm. but it feels terrible just watching it's like something fucked up is going on yep. here and I don't think it's because I ate bagel bites at midnight <laughs> fucking Someone's got a hot pocket going. <laughs> uh, so we cut back to the cabin now. Um, and Olivia sedates Mia again and said she should be at it for hours. But she definitely has second or third degree burns. Um, but no one could have known she'd do something like this. Natalie says, well, y- you should have known. And we should have left when Mia wanted to. Um, I really hate that rationale. Yeah, it's like You're a nurse, so she'd have seen what she would do. Motherfucker, she was sedated multiple times. Something's awry. Something's rye bread over here. And now we see Mia start to drag herself into the room as David uh, says, look, everything's going to be fine. And Eric goes, what do you mean? Shit has consistently gotten worse today. (laughs) Shit and fine are not happening today. Um, Before everyone turns after hearing like a scraping noise and we see that mia is walking into the room dragging a shotgun behind her visual man so good so good as the group calls out to her uh we hear bones cracking as her neck shoots back and forth between everyone uh, david walks towards her saying hey put the fucking gun down as mia one arms this shotgun into the air and pops into his shoulder uh Sending this man to the ground. Yeah. I don't think he would have lived this shot, but... 
Like, I know yeah. it gets him in the arm, but he's pretty close, and this is a, I don't know, some gauge of shotgun. I mean, it hit him so hard, he flew back. Yeah. Like, he hits the door, and he was in the middle of the room. Yeah. Like, this. This guy wouldn't be getting up that, that quick. Yeah. So, um, and as he's shot in the shoulder, POV goes busting through the front door, going right to Mia. Mia screams as we see, uh, the full Freddy-esque burns on her face as her hair is pushed back. Just hammering. Um, all the lights flash on and off as a really creepy demonic autotune voice uh, says, One by one, we will take you. Um, then in the autotune demon voice that we uh, love in this movie, uh, Mia says, You're all going to die tonight. Before. The one by the one line is terrible. It, it's bad. It makes... Not that it doesn't make sense. It's just... It's just shitty shitty writing. Yeah, it's just vocalizing something that didn't need to be said. Like, murder's a happen. Murder's a foot, boy. <laughs> Here I go killing again. <laughs> they always ask why you killing, but they never ask what's killing you. That's true. <laughs> Was that like a Friday meme? Yeah. Um... And then Mia passes out on the ground. Uh, Olivia jumps for the gun as Natalie goes to check on David. And as Olivia gets to the gun, Mia jumps on her with her eyes fully sit yellow. And she holds Olivia down, vomiting a metric fuck ton of blood onto her face and her open mouth. I want to hit the, the vomit is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like that's a shock factor. Just gross out. It's a trailer value. shot. Yeah. But the what's her name? Who's who's going for the gun? What's her name again? Olivia. Olivia. Uh, Olivia going for the gun is a really good split second where she gets her hand on the gun and Mia overhands her. Yeah, bitch, I'm not sleeping. Like grabs her by the wrist. Yeah, almost. and then just hammer flips her Steiner recliners into Vomit City. Vomit City, bitch. That's right. God damn it, I'm so glad you hit that. <laughs> um, Olivia eventually throws her off, and Mia falls into the open cellar um, next to them. Eric runs over to the door, slams it shut, and lays on top of it, uh, like attempting to lock it as uh, Mia fights to get out. I actually really like that there's not a lock on this thing. Because like in the, uh, the originals, the chain was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because Henrietta was down there in all versions. And in this one, it's just the cellar. I really yeah. like they they address that, I guess. Yeah, and then the group all starts asking, What the fuck happened to Mia? Mia's um, a bitch. And then Mia's heard below slamming around into shit. Um, David says, We should give her another shot. But Olivia's like, Dude, we, we've given her so much that could put her into a coma. Well, she's shooting guns. Coma it is. Yeah. Uh, Coma fucking, City, bitch. <laughs> fucking kill Bill her into a 10-year coma. Um, they eventually decide to try, as Eric tells David, I don't think a shot's going to do shit. Um, I think what's happening has to do with the witchcraft shit in the basement. The only time Eric makes any good points. <laughs> um, in the bathroom, Mia washes herself off. And, or sorry, not Mia. Olivia washes herself off and looks in the mirror before opening it and grabbing the shot. And at this point, the mirror starts to swing close. 
we know what happens here. We know horror movies. Mm-hmm. Mir- mirrors in horror movies always mean jump scares. Never good. So um, the mirror closes, and Olivia looks up, and we see that her reflection has a Baraka-type smile. <laughs> um, just the really big, jagged teeth. The um, Black Dahlia, super cuts. Yes. Uh, so then the mirror just shatters, uh, and Olivia runs out of the room to see the book flipping open to a page on its own of a woman on her knees holding a knife in one hand and her own face skin in the other hand. Uh, then the door slams shut. This probably the probably the one I like the least in this movie. So overall, I like it the least, but this next part I really like a lot. Okay. Uh, so Olivia just goes to get the fuck out of the room, but then is frozen in place in a really good um, effect of her walking and then like almost like she gets stuck to the ground like her top half goes forward and kind of rocks back and forth as her legs just won't move somebody just snagged her by the waist or something yeah and then um, we see the demon trying to possess her like her eyes are shaking her whole head is going back and forth Um, there's a couple of times where they do that demons trying to possess Mm -hmm. it's not quite there it's really subtle, but it's solid. Yeah, I I think for the most part, they nail the effects of making someone look possessed. Yeah. The, um, the visuals in this movie are way better than the movie. Yeah. Um, so we see Eric on the outside of the room sees the door shut. Uh, and he tries to go get Olivia, but as he opens the door, he sees the needle on the ground and the bathroom door shut as he hears a clattering going on in there. So Eric grabs the shot off the ground, walks towards the bathroom, as we get some actually cool camera shots, uh, one from under the bed, watching Eric's feet moving towards the bathroom, and the other one at the bottom of the bathroom door as he goes to reach for the handle. I just thought that they looked cool. Yeah, again, Um, the visuals are solid. Yeah, and Eric uh, opens the door to the bathroom and turns on the light, which we see kind of flicker to life with like something dripping off of it, like some water or something. Goose. Sorted Ivan Goose. Yes. Um, the light flickers on and off, and then we see Olivia in the corner and hear like a squelching, um, which is my favorite word for this episode. I was just going to say, good use of the word squelch. <laughs> Squanch. Squeech. Ooh. Don't squeeze me, brother. Um, and she's kind of like moving. Her head is moving back and forth rapidly. Um, and um, he walks over to her and like taps her on the shoulder. And she turns and we see uh, she's cut part of her face off already, exposing the left side of her mouth. So we see all of the teeth on the left side of her face. Um, and then the door closes behind him. Yeah, like I said, I really didn't care for this. I don't know why. It felt really out of place for the rest of the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a demon position. There's weird shit happening. But I don't know why. This one just didn't hit right to me. I don't know if that's just me. but <laughs> So, this part I thought was fucking hilarious. Yeah, so, he backs up and trips on her <laughs> discarded skin. Yeah, it's just... Um, falling... Oh, my cheek, bro. <laughs> falling back back first onto the toilet and like laying on the ground 
she jumps onto him, stabs him in like the shoulder with a shard of glass, before grabbing the needle and stabbing, just repeatedly stabbing this motherfucker in his glasses, his cheek, and his hand as he holds his hand up. These frantic stabs, there's a couple of scenes like this. Man, they were like, here's some ecstasy mm-hmm. and some adrenaline. You're gonna love doing this. <laughs> And they just went to fucking hammer town. Yeah, like, for these stabs, she's not even bending her arm. No. She's got her arm straight and just going up and down. Just, if there was a shower curtain, it'd be Norman Bates all over the place. And the whole time, they're both fucking just screeching. Yeah. And I I like this part. Yeah, the um, attack is really good. I guess what I kept saying I didn't like, I just hated the face cutting. It was really yeah. out of place to me. Um... And then we we finally see him shove Olivia off of him, um, and she smashes the back of her head into the sink, breaking it as she hits the like edge of the shower, um, and she's not moving. Then we get a close-up shot of Eric straight pulling the needle of the syringe out from his cheek under his eye. Um, that detail. And for the rest of his movie, I don't know if for the rest of this movie, I don't know if you noticed this. Um, one eye is like much more open and puffy than the other. Yeah, there's um, a close up later where one of his eyes is all like punched closed mm-hmm. and the other one's puffed open. And I, I really crazy. like the commitment to that. Yeah. I fucking hate this guy though. <laughs> so um, then we follow the needle in his hand camera pans over to Olivia who is now on her like hands and knees with another shard of glass in her hand um, she starts to like lunge towards him as he picks up the broken piece of sink and just goes to fucking town bashing in her head with this sink as David and Natalie bust in um, he finally stops and goes she she tried to kill me I actually really like that's like a almost a comedic line where he's just instantly I didn't do it Mm-hmm. Do self defense. Um, then he we go to the bullets. What? He fell on the bullets. He fell on the bullets. <laughs> he pulled the bullets to him as quick as he could, and he's fast. So fast. He's swift. The Flash, the Swifty boy. Swift. Taylor Swift. I'm so sad. <laughs> um. Then we go out to the tool shed where David removes the glass shard from Eric. Then, obviously, he starts gushing blood from his shoulder. Uh, David tells Eric, hey, fucking put pressure on that. Uh, and then he pours some alcohol on it. And then he uses a cloth, cloth? a cloth and some bandage uh, and, like, tape to make a makeshift bandage. Um, and Eric tells David, I did something terrible. Um. <laughs> uh, I read. And um, the thing I killed was not Olivia. Uh, David tells Natalie, hey, he's losing a lot of blood. He needs some water and some sugar. And sends her to the kitchen to go find it. Water and sugar. Uh, Eric tells David. Is this I... fucking men in black? <laughs> sugar. More. Fucking Vincent real man. <laughs> That's all I could think about after you said sugar water. Um, had to had to yell it. 
Eric tells David, I read some sort of prayer from the book and it unleashed something evil. I don't think that's what a prayer is. Right? That's what, that's what I was going to say. That's oh, not... <laughs> living on a prayer. Take my hand. We'll make it. I swear. Is that a song? <laughs> no, it's a prayer. Oh. John Bonjoni. <laughs> Pastor John Bonjoni. That's true. <laughs> Damn. Hit me. <laughs> Fucking damn. Um, so. <laughs> For so, those of you who can't tell, I just lost my shit over that. So we follow Natalie now uh, as she runs into the kitchen. And as she runs through the living room, she avoids the part of the room where the cellar door is. Oh, yeah. Um, like she looks at the door the whole time she walks through the room. Fuck that. That girl's <laughs> a bag of crazy. Um, she gets a cup of water, and then we hear a bang in the living room. She walks out, and we pan over from her to see that the cellar door is now fucking wide open. I wonder what's gonna happen. <laughs> and then we hear the front door lock. Um, Natalie runs through the door before we hear Mia call out from behind her. Um, then Mia cries out from the cellar, asking, Why the fuck am I in the cellar? My leg hurts, and I can't fucking move. <laughs> Why does her leg hurt? Because she fell into the cellar? Why just her leg? I think it's due to penetration. Bye, baby. No. We're going for ten. <laughs> Perfect ten. Um, Five out of ten. Uh, we see Mia is sitting... <laughs> uh, for some reason, last week, I destroyed Trevor with a 5 out of 10 supernatural line. And now, every time I say 5 out of 10, he just gets it. So good. Um, so we see Mia uh, sitting at the bottom of the stairs, facing away, like, hurled, curled in a ball. Um, then Natalie, for some fucking reason, decides, I'm going to come down and help you. Makes sense. Um, as she walks down the stairs... We see um, from, like, the floor of the cellar, we see part of Mia's face as she's, like, crying, um, asking, why the fuck did you guys put me down here? Um, like, to kind of paint the picture, it's very much the beginning scene where the girl's being tied up, mm -hmm. and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? But now you have context. Uh, Natalie, like, finally gets to her saying something terrible happened as Mia starts to... Uh, go from her voice to this auto-tuned demon saying, you don't understand. He's not going to let you leave and he won't stop till he has you. Um, then as Natalie starts to run back up the stairs, we see Mia is now full Sith Eye again. Um, the stairs break like the second stair from the top breaks under Natalie's foot, uh, but she pulls herself up um, but stops it for a moment and stares into the camera before being yoinked down into the cellar as the door closes behind her. It's a really good, again, visuals are killing it. Mm -hmm. But the, the stair break is fine, but her dropping and that just camera, it's, oh, fuck. It Somebody looks... scooby-dooed himself into a predicament. <laughs> the frightening. Um, it looks great, like her stopping for just a second, realizing I'm fucked, and then scream right as into the uh, cellar door slamming shut. Ah, scream corner. Ah. Stop moaning at me. <laughs> um, 
We then see Natalie wake up on the stairs, gasping for air. And we see Mia standing in front of her, hissing as she is now fully demoned out. Uh, she's she on her demon mode. Um, and please, like, Google full demon Mia, because the, the costume is bananas good. Um, there's something I, I wanted to wait to touch on, but since we're kind of talking about it right now, um, her character name is Abomination Mia. Hmm. Um, and we'll get to why in just a minute, but um, I thought it was kind of weird. Like, ab- Abomination instead of Call them deadites. God damn it. <laughs> they couldn't get the rights. They only got the rights to the title. Couldn't get the dead and rights. The dead rights. Dead rights. Uh, they got the title in the car. They couldn't afford deadite after that. <laughs> uh, uh, I do want to ask you this since we've already hit it a couple of times. Sure. Every time the demon is referred to, they always say he. Mm-hmm. Does that bother you? It bothers me every time they say it. No, because the demon itself is portrayed as a male in the book. Um, it's just a shadow. It's an it. I don't know. Um, I thought it was unnecessary to be, I guess, that specific, which is still not specific, but I guess just I it was it's easier to say he than, like, our lord. It, they, us, we, fucking choose your... We what play fucking noun, pronoun, pronoun, super noun, the pronoun game, pronoun throwdown, proto throwdown, Fritos, Doritos, Doritos Locos Tacos. Now you're hitting me with some baggers. Taco Bell Mexican pizza is back. Four tons of waste. <laughs> Like every store, every day. It's my favorite fact. <laughs> and they brought it back because of gluttons. <laughs> fucking animals. I need my Baja Blast or my Mexican pizza. It's a fucking tostada. God damn it, now I'm fired up on this. Because it's the dumbest thing. Well, fired up. I, I need me a Mexican pizza. Not one of them Italian ones. The Chinese pizza, or I guess Asian pizza in general. I mean, I, they definitely have that. Yeah, but is that just like an American thing where they just like threw peanut sauce on it? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's like the authentic Asian pizza, but like duck sauce. Gotta be something rice related. I feel like. Yeah, it's like a rice cake. No, rice cakes. Rice patty. Rice ball? No, because then it's not a pizza. Oh, yeah, that's true. Rice pancake. It's not a rice cake. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. And it's you're a wrong. rice patty. No, that's different. No, it's not. Yes, it is. A patty. It's, it's a patty of rice. I don't know. It's not. Patty is. Uh huh. Like burger size. That's a patty. Burger patty. Um, I never said how thick it was. I'm telling you. Are you assuming you my patty? Term. Look at your thickness and tell me. I know what a patty is. That argument doesn't work, but I like the insult. Also, pancakes can be just as thick as burgers. Yeah, I'm not. That, that's not what we're arguing. So what are you arguing? 
I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the word. That a pancake is thinner than a patty? Because I just said it's not. Well, you're arguing the same point I already told you that we're not arguing, so congrats. You played yourself <laughs> twice. No. No, but that, that is the point we're arguing. No, it's not. Pancakes versus patties is not what we're arguing. They're the same thing. I know! I've agreed three times with that <laughs> No, already. you haven't! Yes, I have! That's not our argument. God damn it, you're useless. <laughs> Alright, I'm done with your fucking rice garbage conversation. You started it! That's fine, and I'm gonna end it the same way I started it, in a furious passion. <laughs> you're lucky it wasn't 15 years earlier. Damn, that was a Nick Cage monologue. Was it? Fuck. Nick Cage, me, brother. Oh shit, that was like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'll get to the bottom of this. Far too long. Yeah, that's fine. The mysteries of Scarapy, <laughs> Strip Monopoly, <sighs> and <laughs> Asian Pizza. Yeah, Asian Pizza. Somebody Google me that. I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> but I don't want your American Asian Pizza. I want to know authentic Asian Pizza. Which I'm sure somebody will be like, Dustin's not pizza if it's Asian. <laughs> So now I'm gonna go back to the tostada, which fucking a Mexican pizza is not called a Mexican pizza. God damn it, that's American garbage. But I will stick to because I've yelled at Courtney a hundred times that traditional pizza is Italian, right? Like standard. Yeah. Okay. Look, I'm just not giving up that point. Did you know fettuccine alfredo isn't a real Italian dish? I'm pretty sure nothing us, nothing you can order at the Olive Garden is a real <laughs> Italian dish. If, if you go to fucking Naples and order the tour of Italy, they'll spit in your face. <laughs> they'll dump some wine on your head and smash the bottle. If you try and ask for three ice cubes, they'll fucking stab you. Oh, dude. You don't mess with that shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like that we all know that. <laughs> Well, now that we've wasted this whole recording, um... Yeah, Evil Dead, something's happening. I don't know how where we, we got are. to that. <laughs> that, that was went. word association. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> I think we said it off air. Anything you say, my brain is just instantly searching for the mm -hmm. closest quote to something I can think of, and then it just gets worse. So, let's set the scene again here. Hit me. Um, Natalie wakes up on the cellar stairs as we see fully abomination demon Mia standing in front of her. Um, Mia starts licking up uh, her legs, up Natalie's legs. This um, had to be such a horrible scene to record. Mm -hmm. um, as Natalie grabs a nearby box cutter and holds it out in front of her, uh, Mia looks up at Natalie and says, I can smell your filthy soul before grabbing Mia's hand grabbing the box cutter out of it and taking a fucking chomp onto Mia's hand. Fucking honker burger her hand. Natalie's hand. Whoever. Um, Gives her the bites. Then Mia takes the box cutter, splits her tongue in half like a snake tongue. Man, I feel like you're not giving that the... This scene is gross, but she's not cutting her tongue She's licking it slowly, just like she did her legs, mm -hmm. and just letting it cut through her tongue mm -hmm. to give her that, you know, dual wield. <laughs> um, and then she says, so these, these next few lines I'm going to read you are my least favorite lines in the movie. Um, 
and I hate that they were included. Uh, so she splits her tongue and then yells at Natalie, kiss me, you dirty cunt. Um, then shoves her tongue into the, Natalie's mouth before David opens the door and yanks Natalie out. Demon, Demon Mia then looks up at David and says, why don't you come down here so I can suck your cock, pretty boy? See? Um, fucking weird stepbrother porn. As David goes, Mia? <laughs> then the demon yells out, Mia isn't here, you fucking idiot. Your little sister is being raped in hell. Then David slams the door shut. I mean, um, you can only be so mad if it's true. And then they... <laughs> you tried to just keep going through that. And then they grab a, a bunch of nails and chains and nail and chain the door shut in like a pattern so it's like nail on one side chain going across it nail on the other side chain going across it like up the whole length of this door yeah they made like an x cross through mm-hmm. the top of it look good and like i said earlier i like they didn't have a lock built and they kind of made one yeah so then we cut over to eric in his room who's lit a fire in a pot and threw the book in it. Um, but he tells David it just won't burn. Uh, he tells David this book uses some sort of ancient alphabet, and there's scattered notes in it that refer to the taker of souls. Um, and a passage says, once he feasts on five souls, this guy will bleed, and the abomination will rise from hell. And this is why Mia is called Abomination oh. Mia. Yeah, it makes sense. I didn't... Yeah, I probably wasn't listening, so... Slight but. spoiler for the end. Yeah. I, this whole scene is terrible, by the way. Mm-hmm. Your explanation was a thousand times better than Eric's acting. It's I mean, so that's bad. exactly what it is. It is, but the way he's doing this and saying this and coming about this is just unnatural and terrible. He's just figured all this out because he's a fucking English teacher, I guess. <laughs> um, and then we cut to Natalie in the kitchen. And she is unwrapping her hand wound and looking at it. She tries to wash it, but black goose starts to gush out. And baby, it's evil hand. Oh, I wish they went so much more into this. I really thought they were going to. It um, seemed like it. And we'll, we'll get into what they do in a minute. But um, We already know what they do. So for now, they go back to Eric. He says this thing is attached to Mia's soul like a leech. And it's becoming her. And if they want to stop it... They gotta kill her. Um, David freaks out and says, they're not gonna kill anybody. But, like, Eric already did. Yeah. He, he killed Olivia. <laughs> Some murders need to happen. Uh, David says, look, it's probably just a virus from the cats that went to Mia and Olivia. But Eric's like, hey, man, what kind of virus makes someone cut off part of their face with glass? Chinese flu? I don't have any jokes for that. I got nothing. I don't know where. I think cause we're still. I'm still kind of on Asian pizza right now, so <laughs> I'm not gonna yell about it. Back to Natalie. <laughs> as we see, her hand gets all dead looking. It shrivels up, gets all bloody as the kitchen door slams behind her. And um, her squeezing the bite mark. Mm-hmm. Like it's not blood coming out. It's these. It, they almost look like bugs. Like black. Like black slugs. Yeah. yeah. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I really liked that visual. No, it, it looks great. Yeah, it's solid as fuck. Uh, then we go back to Eric and David. David says, look, 
I know what we're dealing with, and in a couple of hours the river is going to be clear so we can leave. But Eric says, if we don't do something now, we're not going to make it that long. Uh, you know when the river clear? You have like river tracker on your phone. <laughs> uh, then we go back to the good scene. Um, evil hand is now squirming around on Natalie's arm as we see the rest of her arm starts to slowly get infected. Um, then the kitchen door opens and we get um, a super iconic shot from this movie of Demon Mia staring at Natalie out from under the, the like slight opening in the cellar door. This is just, like, super relevant to all evil deads. Mm-hmm. Just her staring through this the cellar just up enough for most of her head. Oh man, it looks so good. I mean, fuck, we have a picture of us in the cellar door That's from true. Terror Trader. Um, First one's good pictures in there, so we're told. Yeah, I mean, super cool, right? Um, go support Terror Trader. Also us. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Stop listening to Scare P and go to no! Terror Trader. <laughs> Forgot about that bit. That'll come back. Good bit. Um, then, yeah, and she, like, eyes fully open, head tilted, super scary. It just, it looks great. Uh, um, she's just, yeah, come on, let's do this. Uh, Natalie starts squirming around, getting possessed before she gasps back to life looking at the meat carver on the ground from before as Demon Mia says, don't do it, you little bitch, don't cut it off. (laughs) As Natalie turns it on and absolutely just takes it to her arm, slicing into it right above the elbow in a damn good practical effect. Oh yeah, but it is not even like a straight cut. She's just hacking at this thing. It looks brutal as fuck. And so much blood spurts out that it shorts the fucking electrical socket and cuts the power to the house. Makes sense. Um, David hears her scream and goes to check on her in the dark with like a flashlight. Um, And when he gets to the kitchen, he finds a puddle of blood and the carver. And then he turns over and sees Natalie leaning up against the fridge. Um, And she says she feels a lot better now um, as we see her arm finally completely fall off after hanging on by like a strand of muscle as we see Demon Mia laughing down in the cellar. Uh, so the laughing in the cellar, I've been waiting to get to this scene this whole time. This is my favorite scene for some reason. I love it. I don't really? know what it is. She's just such a creepy look. The visual, she's just... Because we didn't hit it real hard. The whole time she's cutting her hand off, she's like, no, don't do it, and screaming like it's hurting her. And then all said and done, she's just laughing about it. Yeah, fuck you. It don't matter. Man, I love that. I don't know. It just hit me just perfectly. We, we've touched on it all episode, right? Mia Killed. looks and does an incredible job of being fucking terrified. Yeah, she kills it. Um, like, I'm a little bitch, right? So after I watch these movies, sometimes I have a little bit of trouble sleeping. <laughs> I was legitimately scared I was going to have a nightmare about that fucking lady. This is the first time I watched a movie, like, most of these movies don't bother me. This is the first time, God, in years I've probably watched a horror where I've been like, man, I, I, if I have a nightmare, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you get, like, the chills a little bit. Yeah. Like, in that scene specifically, it sticks out in my mind really prevalent. I can see it in my mind right now. 100%. Like, oh. But I like it. Like, it's, oh, man, I just, Google the eight seconds of that movie. That's all you need. <laughs> Um, so, 
then we cut over to um, David, Eric, and Natalie in the living room. David has Natalie on the couch, and he's trying to bandage her arm as she just goes into shock and stares straight ahead. As David is like, hey, it, you're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Then Eric goes, hey, she just cut off her arm with a fucking saw. Does that sound fine? Eric, your input is the worst. Not needed, hey, asshole. Hey, positive thoughts, bro. Um, then we cut to Eric reading the book again, saying, the "Stop only... reading this book." <laughs> He's saying the only way to stop this is to cleanse the possessed in one of three ways: a live burial, dismemberment, or purification by fire. Um, I really hate this too. They just tried to give him this out for no reason. Mm -hmm. It's just unnecessary so. but it explains the beginning of why lights are on fire mm -hmm. makes sense so david finally agrees to do it and he asks um, if eric is sure this is gonna work eric says well fuck no i'm not this isn't like a science book i actually like that line it's not a bad line but i i just really hate eric every line he delivers feels terrible i don't yeah. think he's a good actor i don't think he fit the character at all you know who I feel like would have been great in this role, and maybe it's just because they look somewhat familiar? I feel like T.J. Miller would have been really good in this role. Yeah, if they had brought some comedy to it, which maybe they were trying to with him, and it just didn't work. And I feel like he could have made these lines funny. Yeah, but he touched girls in the naughty way or something. He also called in a bomb threat. Oh. For the lulls. I mean, I get it. There's a bomb! Wait, do you want me to call you? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll get your number eventually. <laughs> I got four of them. I'm getting closer. <laughs> uh, but Eric knows that whatever is happening to Mia is causing this. Um, David says, look, Mia might just be crazy. Um, look, our mom was fucking deranged. She died in a mental hospital, and I always feared that one of us would end up like her. Eric just fucking laughs and calls David a coward because he knows what they have to do, but he won't do it. Eric says, I'm going to burn this fucking cabin down, and you should just run and hide because that's what you're best at. Sick line. Um, I wish they explained the mother thing more because it's just a throwaway line almost mm -hmm. to no payoff. Yeah, there's there's a couple times it's brought up and it's supposed to be like super emotional. Yeah. You're like, we don't know enough. Yeah, they, they give you no backstory, but it has this really heavy payoff that doesn't come through. And all while Eric says this, we see Natalie is standing behind him in the shadows. Then as uh, we, hear the, we hear the nail gun go off a couple times as Natalie steps out into the room with nails in her fucking face, holding the nail gun out at them. Um, the nail gun going off in the dark is... A real what the fuck second. Yeah, because it's, like, it's wait, just what just happened. The noise is just like, yeah, super minor. Um, she absolutely unloads nails into Eric's arm, barely missing his face as he throws his arm up to cover it. Um, and then, of like five nails into David's knee as he jumps to cover. Um, we see Mia screaming in the cellar as they both crawl to cover before nails start flying towards Eric. Um, through the couch he's sitting behind. Um, Natalie comes around the couch and just unloads nails into Eric's like chest. 
before David tackles her and knocks the gun away. They just immediately start pulling the nails out um, instead of Doing finishing the job. Yeah. Um, they Plastic just start pulling forward. nails out of themselves. Um, Which, also don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it's an arrow. Push them in. Exactly. Um, don't do that. No, do it. All right. <laughs> give me a nail. Um, give me an arrow. I don't know how you combo those. It's pretty much the same thing. David looks up and sees uh, that <laughs> Natalie has straight disappeared. Uh, then Eric looks at David and goes, get the fucking shotgun, as we see it's in the corner. But as David crawls to it, we see... Um, we and he sees in the reflection of the TV that Natalie is now standing behind him with a crowbar. Um, he turns and she fucking wails on him. That first hit is brutal. Cracks him in the arm and then the side and back multiple times. Um, the hand is the most brutal. Am I in the wrong spot? You are. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Um, <laughs> a genuine apology? What the fuck? I'm tired. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I just, uh, I'm just sleepy. <laughs> we'll cut that. <laughs> uh, so she's swinging down on him, and then nails start flying at her. Um, and we see Eric has the nail gun laying on his side. Uh, he just unloads on her before running out of ammo and trying to crawl away as she, like, shambles towards him. Uh, she gets right up to him and he puts his hand up and this is where you said uh, the hand is brutal. She swings down, obliterates this guy's hand. Like, like fingers broken in multiple places, wrist at least dislocated. Like his this guy's hand is fucked up. And they don't linger on it. They don't do anything with it. It just looks fucking horrible. Um, and then she just smashes into his head and chest beating him within an inch of his life and he holds up or she holds up the crowbar for the final swing before David fucking blows her arm off with the shotgun get uh, roasted and now she's double armless yeah she slowly turns to David with zero arms now as her human self calling out to David asking why he hurt her uh, she falls in front of him and crawls into his lap asking uh why her face hurts as David like holds her um, Eric starts laughing across the room for David's simp activities uh, <laughs> before he starts just sobbing and we get a slow pan of the whole room and the situation that's going on everything is awful everything is awful when you're part of a team Leroy Jenkins just ran in he just ran in that's right you made number crunch no <laughs> thumbs up let's do this and that's the end of act two. Oh, fucking thank god <laughs> go back three shorter act three opens with derek bringing uh well derek fuck is derek <laughs> all right fucking shut the door act three is over the best act three is the one you left on the cutting room floor for no reason you fuck for paranormal activity whatever what it was that's probably the last one I listened to in full. I don't think... Well, a few of the people listening know what happened, because I fixed it. But when we originally published, 
the paranormal captivity episode. Great name. Um, Zach texted me. I think we might have talked about this, but we're going to talk about it again. Um, Zach texted me and he was like, hey man, you know what my favorite part of this episode was? No, no. I called you. Did you? Yeah, you did did call me. Because I was fucking flabbergasted (laughs) when that episode ended. So he goes, hey man, you know what my favorite part of this week's episode was? And I was like genuinely excited because he never calls me about the episode. I was like, oh, what? And he goes, when you left out all of Act 3, <laughs> and I rushed he to was check the edit. silent. No. <laughs> and at that point, ten people had already listened. Yeah. And no one said a goddamn thing. The, I asked my wife, and she's like, I thought I just missed something. Because it literally goes, and that's the end of Act 2, and then starts with... All right, guys, well, next week... Next year... There was no ending. So good. I mean, I get how you get confused because the ending of that movie is just like the rest of that movie. Boring. So fucking funny. It was. It's probably the best bit we've ever done. <laughs> Our bit is nothing is on purpose. Uh-huh. We're just actually bad at this. Anyway, let's restart Act 3. Eh. David brings Eric outside and drags him to the Jeep. And David goes, hey... Don't die on me. Uh, but Eric says, you know, dying's not too much of a worry. Um, I'd rather die than become the devil's bitch. Yeah. David promises Eric he's going to do what he has to do before uh, we see him soak the whole cabin in gasoline. He goes to light it, and then we hear Mia um, from the cellar singing the nursery rhyme from before. I hate the nursery rhyme. It it's... seemed like they wanted to be unique about it. It was too generic. It's just an homage to the original. 100%, but just stick with the original. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get the rights. <laughs> um, couldn't get the rhymes? Ooh. DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> As David, DJ Jazzy Jeff the killer. <laughs> stop. The alley-oop to the slam dunk. No. <laughs> just no. To the air ball. <laughs> There, bud. I shoot, I miss it. Hoop de hoop. That's, that's how I play basketball. Yak the yak, and they come on back. Well, if you're gonna say yak the yak, I go straight to Animaniacs, which then takes me straight to the Nations of the World song. And then that reminds me of a TikTok I saw of a girl dressed up like it, and it was just. I didn't learn the song for fucking nothing, and it just sings the entire thing. And, and when you great. say nation, it makes me think of Nation of Domination. Which is the worst. And then when I think of that, I think of League of Nations. And then I think of Seamus with that fucking mohawk. Oh, see, League of Nations, I was 100% going airbender. When you say that, I think of Avatar, the shape of water. Um, the blue one. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> okay. Nope. <laughs> so, Mia's singing this nursery rhyme as David looks around the cabin. He sees pictures of the family and his friends and hesitates, closing the lighter, saying, I can't do it. Um, I can't light you on fire. And then we see lightning outside strike a tree, and then he's just like, I got it. Which I, I don't really get this. No, it makes no sense. Uh, he goes to the tool shed 
as the camera focuses on a chainsaw before he takes two syringes and among some other bullshit and a shovel as he starts digging a hole next to the flaming tree. There's a couple of times where they do that homage scene. Yeah, with the chainsaw, with the mm-hmm. cutting off the arm. I wish they either went farther and did more with it or left it out entirely. Because yeah, they definitely. just... The hint isn't enough. Um, then David goes to the cellar to retrieve Mia. He uses a flashlight as he climbs down and looks around. Um, we see the box cutter on the table as he pans around. Then as he pans back, we see the box cutter is gone. <gasps> Spooky. Um, we see... We hear, sorry, voices from come free. Whoa. <laughs> uh, we Fucking hear voices. One, two, Freddy's coming for you over here. <laughs> Whoa. Come here, bitch. We hear voices Country coming. Country Freddy. <laughs> Leatherface? Almost. I feel like Country Freddy would be way funny, because that's like Fedora and overalls. And like just chewing on the hay. Well, hey there, bitch. Tarnation, you're in the wrong neck of this boiler room. That'd be oh man, that seems like a C-rate movie I could get all over. Oh, that's Bollywood for sure. Oh, I'm about it though. I'm Bolly about it. We hear voices from the cat room calling out to him as shit starts to go crazy all around him. Um, like shit just knocking off walls in this hallway he's in uh, as the door to the cat room slams shut we see uh, David now has a needle in hand to sedate Mia and then he enters the cat room now with ankle high water in the room from the storm uh, he looks around before turning uh, he walks up to the corner of this room where there's like a pool of water uh, I don't know what it's supposed to be, but it's definitely like a wall to up to like his waist, and then it's just filled with water. I guess would it be like, it's not a well, so I don't know what it is. I don't know, I don't really recall this to be honest. Um, so he stands and looks at this puddle, or this pool rather, then turns around as we see Mia fucking fly towards him. Um, and she slashes his arm with the box cutter, and then we get a variety of up-close and far-out shots of David being launched uh, around this room. Just hammer around. He is then thrown into the pool of water in the corner uh, as Mia tries to drown him in it. And just before losing consciousness, Mia falls over. David climbs out, and we see Eric with the crowbar in hand and the box cutter in his stomach. Man, this fucking guy gets beat to shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, nails, glass, fucking killing joke crowbar. And he just keeps getting up. Um, so David gets out of the pool and sticks me in the neck with the needle, sedating her. And then he goes over to Eric. They make amends, and Eric says, I missed you, man. <laughs> um, as Eric finally dies from his multiple wounds. Fucking finally. Um, David puts Eric's body in the water. <laughs> Um, and just a little flag on him and pushes him <laughs> away. Before, um... Yeah, it is sorry. before that. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, before taking a plastic bag and putting it over Mia's head, and also putting her in, like, a dress for some reason. 
like I a did red dress. Not understand the dress. I bit, don't get it, and that never got explained. No. Um, and then he takes her up to the hole and starts burying her alive. As he does, we see her wake up in her human form, saying, "I can't breathe because the bag is over her head." As David just keeps piling this dirt onto her um, and saying, "You're not Mia." Before Mia stops, like this panic, this pretend panic she's got going on, and goes, "Why do you hate me?" I know you do. Um, I like that bit. I also am really confused because he's not just started to bury her. She's like up to her neck buried, mm-hmm. just left her head up open. Like, man, this is just for the scene you did this. Mm-hmm. I would have started there. I don't want to watch her watching me kill yeah, her. Yeah, fuck that. Um, so uh, we start to see her turn back into the demon, seeing like the burns start to come back to her face um, as she says you hated me and you hated our mom making me lie to her saying that you were coming to see her before she died but you never did Um, David just begs Mia to stop as she smiles and says your mom's waiting for you in hell Uh, as her laugh goes from Mia's voice to the demon voice as he uh, finally covers this body um, the flaming tree suddenly goes out, and David starts digging Mia up, taking this as a sign. Yeah, um, I, I didn't get the flaming tree at all. And even if she's not possessed, she's for sure dead, right? Right. Like, she... So many wounds. So much, like, K2 in this woman's body. Yeah, I mean... I mean, with what happens next, yeah, that should make a difference. So uh, we see that all the other things that David grabbed, he has used to make a defibrillator and goes to use it on her as we hear uh, triumphant music suggesting that this will surely go well. Uh, He gets it ready, turns it to her, plunging it into her chest and turning it on over and over uh, as we see, like, obviously a defibrillator. The chest pops up each time. There's clear... I really wish he had said clear each time <laughs> would have been to himself. so good. <laughs> that would have been the best. Um, and then we see slowly the defibrillator stops working. Uh, he Got sits over her. Power. He sits over her and takes the plastic bag off of Mia's face um, before he uh, just covers her with the like dress and walks away. And then we hear Mia call out to him. She's alive. Mia's standing there in her human form somehow. Uh, they hug and say it's all over now as Mia thanks him for not leaving. David goes back inside to get the car keys as Mia waits outside. And he grabs them and pauses for a moment to look at the photos of his friends. Uh, he takes one off the wall as we see Demon Eric is now standing behind him uh, and stabs him in the neck with I believe it's the box cutter? Yeah, I think so. And he just quick in and out. It's just actually jabs him. it's a good yeah, it's a good jab. Um, as David kind of like jumps away and just starts going for the front door holding right. his neck. Um, Mia runs to him seeing that he's now injured and David yells for her to take the keys and go as Eric walks towards them. Um, David slams the door and locks himself in. And Eric slowly walks towards David as he grabs the shotgun 
and he shoots a gas can in the room from when he soaked the place. Definitely how gas and bullets work. As Eric says, he is coming. Um, I, I don't understand if Eric is dead, because this is where the movie definitely, like, as we said, we've peaked and plateaued, and it's a falling for now, from now on. Uh, but all the people that died that were possessed never come back. Like, they're dead. This guy died. Um, Natalie. Did she die? And then come back? I mean, both of her arms were cut off. Yeah, and but... she, like, lays down in David's arms. Then she comes back? No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. like, once they've died, regardless of their form or possession, they've been gone. So maybe this fucking guy was still alive Yeah, somehow? maybe he didn't die. Maybe he didn't drown his ass in the creek, but he uh, seemed pretty dead to me. He, fucking, he's just back. I feel like it's just shit writing. I feel like Eric's entire character was slapped together. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cabin then just bursts into flames from this as Mia cries outside. Uh, then she finds the necklace David gave her in the front. Uh, she picks it up as all of a sudden starts to rain blood and this looks fucking visual man it's fucking banger um then the abomination which is fully formed demon mia climbs out of the ground straight clawing herself out of the earth Um, which how like i don't understand buried alive was supposed to end this right that was the whole thing well it's not even that it's like from a completely different area it's like this thing is climbing out of hell yeah, which is, I guess, my assumption. It's, it's been building to get mm-hmm. life, but the whole point was five people had to die to give it life, and they cleansed her by burying her alive, stopping the... Yeah, and I don't think there was five deaths. Olivia, Natalie, David, Eric, Grandpa. Oh, I guess if you count the dog. I don't know if the dog counts, though. I don't either. Well, and I guess you could still count. Well, I don't know. Mia, does she Mia died, died? died and came back to life. She so did. I guess. So is that five? I guess that's giving it. But the whole that's also the fifth is also the cleanse. So I guess I don't know. God damn, it's strip monopoly all over again. I don't like it. <laughs> so I'm just going to um, end it with that. I don't like it. <laughs> And we also see the Necronomicon is out front now, being just soaked in this blood rain. Blood party. Um, Mia runs to the jeep and climbs in, but the abomination just smashes through the window, knocks her out the other side of the car. Uh, no, no, man. They're fighting in the window. Because I really like this, actually. The, this little, like, tussle. They're fighting in the window, and she's in the back trying to unlock the door behind her to fall out the back mm. while the thing's coming at her. So it's coming at her. She's reaching for the back. She's thinking about it while kicking this thing. Finally clicks the door open and just flomps through the other side. Oh, I, I must have like looked away for a second. It's a quick bit, but I like her. Like It's a smart, quick thing to do. It's like, fuck that. Tee-hee-woo. Um. So Mia then crawls into the hole we saw Grandpa in earlier before realizing, oh shit, this thing's crawling in behind me. Because yeah. um, she goes in and stops. Mm-hmm. It's just like, 
they didn't see me. It's rabbit season. And then this guy just fucking, it's duck season. And right behind her coming at you. I do um, like they never show the abomination face real heavily. They they really only give you like a ring style hair in front of it. Um, they they definitely show its full face. They they do, but it's definitely more ominous and looming. It's not straight away. You assume it's Mia style. So they, they don't show the full face until the end. Yeah, um, I, I like that though. So Mia then climbs up into the workshed, and she looks around, sees two entrances. She sees the hole and also the open front door. Um, then she looks to her side and goes to grab a machete, but instead takes the motherfucking chainsaw. Chainsaw, which I would go machete every time. Oh, 100%. I don't know why you would... Hold on, this thing's hard to operate and requires fuel. And it's loud. Yeah, loud as shit. Can't be stealthy with a chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, so she tries to rev it up, but it's out of gas. She finds a bottle of gas conveniently right above her head. As we see, the abomination is now... Uh, crawling out of the hole into the workshop. This fucking thing's death magic, and it just mouse traps its way around. Uh, Mia crawls into like a corner, like she squeezes behind the workshop table um, as the abomination stabs through the wall with the machete, um, missing her a couple times before slicing into her like upper leg. If not her knee, real close to it mm -hmm. on the thigh. And then it, it stabs her again um, in, like, the shoulder. Uh, each stab is really good because it's just like licking the box cutter. Stab, hold, and when they're pulling it out, they're digging it mm -hmm. into her. It's not just a slice. It's a, it's a dig. It's mm -hmm. fucking hostile-esque again. So, yeah, she gets cut a couple of times before finally like busting a hole in the back of the workshed large enough for her to crawl out of um, she then brings the chainsaw with her to the jeep as the abomination like pushes the door to the shed open and just stands there for a second um, again another great shot yeah it looks fantastic then um, she starts walking towards the jeep as Mia crawls under the jeep and revs that bitch up and just slashes right into the abomination's leg, taking off one of its feet. Um, Which, great start. Finish the fucking job. Yeah, and then she just tries to uh, crawl away out the other side of the jeep as um, the abomination lifts the jeep. One-handed. And flips it onto its side as Mia tries to roll out of the way but one of her hands gets caught underneath it and she is swearing up a fucking storm. She, God fucking damn it. No. Fuck. 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 I mean, I get it. I'd be mad too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so the abomination then slowly crawls around the side of the jeep. It's so fuck. This thing is master death and it's just like, like an army crawl like Smooth. no miles an hour. Uh as it gets around the corner of the jeep looking at her, uh, telling Mia she's going to die, Mia says, fuck it, and uses her pure fucking strength and will to rip off her own hand underneath this jeep. Hate it. I hate this so much. 
I'm not a fan of it either. Um, grabbing the chainsaw and staring at the abomination as it crawls for her, uh, saying, I will feast on your soul. Before Mia replies, feast on this motherfucker and jams the chainsaw into the mouse of this thing. Um, I say mouse? Yeah. Into the mouth of this thing. Uh, and we get a very long and somewhat drawn out sequence of uh, sawing this thing's head in half um, before it just hits the ground. I do um, like the chainsaw because it's like through its head and she's going like a back and forth kind of wiggling it so it's going through its back mm-hmm. and then working its way through all of the head before it finally you know, splits out of the body. And as the, the head hits the ground split in half we see the eyes are still moving and it's just like moving around then looks up at Mia as it is absorbed back into the earth. Uh, and then in the background we see Mia with this chainsaw standing in front of the uh, cabin lit on fire. Um, Keep in mind, it's been raining blood this whole time. It's raining men. Hallelujah! Uh, So it stops raining, and the sky clears as Mia grabs the necklace off the ground and puts it on. Um, She saved. And she walks off as the camera pans to the Necronomicon, quickly flipping itself closed. And if you want to sit through the credits of this movie, we hear the original opening of the Doctor um, from the original Evil Dead recording a description of the book. And at the very end, after all the credits, after the production credits even, we see Bruce Campbell with a nice side profile, silhouetted. He goes, groovy. And then jump scare turns to the camera. Boom, baby. And that's Evil Dead 2013, baby. Normally we watch movies and I enjoy talking about them more than I liked watching them. This reversed on me. Really? I I thought I liked this movie more until we talked it out and now I like it way less. Yeah, taking the time to actually go through each of these scenes really makes you like, man, I just wish they did other sh- other shit here. Like they were so close on so many things they just didn't get it. It's that Rogue One meme this close that's right god damn it like um, we said it a hundred times all the characters were filler except for Mia it seemed like and Mia killed it but even so by the end of the movie I I wasn't rooting for I didn't care about her yeah. this back to life garbage was terrible and yeah man I, I was disappointed by this movie um especially like I've always heard this is the reboot done right. Um, I remember thinking that when it came out and before we talked earlier about this and the thought, my thought was this movie did exactly what evil dead two did for the comedy version where this is the horror version, Mm -hmm. but watching it, it's like, this isn't that good. And Damn, I lost my thought, but um, it's definitely like, I remember when the trailers for this were playing on TV. Uh, trailers are banging. Like, I, I was 12 years old when this movie came out. These trailers scared the fuck out of me. Fuck, you were 12? I was 12. 
<laughs> what lot. were you, 32? Pretty much. Um, so, how many Sam Raimi's out of 10? Sam Raimi, I feel like, disappoints me more than he impresses me. <laughs> Say what you want, most of the Spider-Man movies are garbage. No, they're not. They are, actually. Rewatch them. Find me a, find me a good story. Okay, how many severed hands out of ten? Oh, I do love that boy. <laughs> and this one had none of them. I give it a four. Man, we're we're on it with these same ratings these last two weeks. I also gave it a four. Yeah, I w- if this morning I would have said like a six, I think. But again, talking it out, I did not enjoy this movie as much as I thought I did. There's way more negative than positive. Yeah, and I I told you when I first showed up to record today, I was like. I'm rating this lower than Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, and it, I feel like if I wasn't watching it and taking notes on it, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. Because, um, like, I just I just gave it a watch freaking, like, yesterday. Me too. And, you know, I thought it was fine. I, there was definitely things I didn't like, but thinking about the characters more and the plot holes and... Miss it, missed opportunities. It's like fuck you. Just you were so close, right there. <laughs> just um, one calorie, not evil enough. And I think uh, I think we're done with Evil Dead for now, until Army of Darkness. Ah, <laughs> Evil Army of Darkness. Next week. No. <laughs> Zach is not excited about this. Don't want it. We John, are... you want to guest star in this one? <laughs> We are reviewing the 2011 reboot of The Thing. Stop. Which is also a prequel to The Thing. Yum, yum. So I wonder how it ends. <laughs> um, the Thing. The Thing it ain't. Just the. Mm. Tings. Ting. Ting. Um. Yeah, not excited about this next one. <laughs> no, go fuck off. And on that note... Because it's too damn expensive. <laughs> no. You missed your timing. This has been another session of Scaraby. Because therapy is too damn expensive. And our session's up, guys. Is that my like button?